chapter 4, I Love You, Sweetheart. Fast forwarding to an unusual circumstance. Living in a town of Robin Hood with my cousin and her boyfriend, who ended up having a screwdriver fight versus a knife fight with the landlord. Well, they led us to having to relocate. During one hot evening, I was scrolling the block to see if I could find a place of my own. I never found a new place to stay, but what I found me was some trouble. A black Nissan with four men occupying the interior space. The guy in the rear passenger seat jumped out first, and then the others. Two of them grabbed me and shoved me into the car. And then the other two assisted, and then they all threw me into the car. I fought long and hard for my life and freedom. The only thing left for me to do was to pull away as the ugliest demon on earth bit down hard on my left nipple. The pain was horrible, and the sight of the blood gave me a shock. But I had to survive. The anxiety in me running forward I ran, I ran like a track star, without looking back. Though I made it home in tears, I was alive. I was missing almost half my left breast nipple. And now when I look at myself in the mirror, I am reminded of how grateful and blessed I am to be here today to even tell my story. Ring, ring, yes, daughter. What do you want now? Mom, I'm trying to come back home, Mama. I have no place to go. Sorry, but you can't come back. Hearing those words devastated me. But I also knew that I had no energy to waste on the things I could not change. I jumped back into my writings and my drawings during my free time. I got a job with my big cousin as a food prep and cashier. Special shout out to Banana Pudding Soul Food. Because the experience was great and I was learning what it truly meant to be independent. Eventually, I signed up for school beyond high school and obtained a medical billing and coding diploma. I got my first real paycheck paying job at Florida Homebound. That was a home health agency. I worked as a patient care coordinator there, and after several months of saving, I found my first studio apartment on 125th Street. I loved it there. I was close to family and friends. One summer at the Hard Rock Casino with my uncle, who was refusing to leave so I could take him home, I met my first true love. He introduced himself to me and explained how he loved the thickness of my body. I blushed and scrambled up something to say in return. I was flattered, yet inexperienced at communicating flirtatious words. So I responded, um, you look good. He laughed and offered to take me out on a date at the casino since I was stuck there anyway. I agreed to join the tall, dark fella on this date. Years later, I realized that I was in love with the mass cheater. Our last breakup, well, actually, I don't know what to call it. 
I was at the bowling alley with my family and friends when my phone died, so I left it connected to the car charger while bowling. When I checked my phone at the end of the night, I had 30 missed calls and even more text messages from him, saying it was over between us. I drove straight to his house after stopping to buy a bottle of Grey Goose. When I arrived at my boyfriend's house, there were two cars in the driveway. I sat in my car and got drunk because I knew it had to be another female in there with him. I sat contemplating if I should knock on the door or not. But eventually I did. I made up my mind that if he didn't open that door that night, all the tires and windows would be destroyed on both cars. He opened the door with a big smile. I walked in and sat on the couch requesting a blanket and a pillow. I remember seeing him turn the light off and throwing me a sheet set. I adjusted myself and got comfortable while he sat next to me on the couch. At this time, I didn't know where the female was, but I figured if she was in there, she would come out knowing I was here also. He couldn't stop smiling. On his way to the bedroom, I followed right behind him and got in the bed with him and her. I laid in the middle of them. Then I started touching on him and respectfully, I climbed on top of my man and started to fuck him right with her next to us. She crept out the bed and snatched the pillow from under his head right before leaving out the room. Fifteen minutes later, she was back at the door and asking him for her car keys. We both looked at her, but there was no response. I kept bouncing up and down without a care in the world, thanks to Great Goose. Once I was done with my shenanigans, I went straight to sleep. And when I woke up the next morning, I was still in the bed with him. I asked him, why had she not left yet? He said because she was suicidal and he didn't want that on his head. So I suggested that he take us both out to eat for breakfast. And at IHOP, we were all there sitting where we had our first and last talk together. And it was at this time that I had made it clear that I was not going anywhere and anytime soon.